Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast, where each episode provides in-depth insights about the long-term value of companies and ideas in our current world. Your host for this podcast is Doug Utberg, the founder and principal consultant for Business of Life, LLC. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. We have Adam Strong with us today. And what we're going to be talking about is generating leads for your business with virtual summits. Um, and, you know, because uh, I, I, this is a topic of interest for me because I've seen these virtual summits before. And of course, like a lot of people, I've read these case studies about people that just get ungodly amounts of leads from hosting some virtual summit. And it, when you look at it from the outside, it feels like, hey, how hard could that be? From a few conversations I've had, I know it's a ton of work, um, but it can be highly effective. Uh, so Adam, uh, introduce yourself and let's kind of start unpacking what a virtual summit is and how somebody will go about setting that up. Because I think something like this can be helpful for both a small business, say somebody who's really in that ascending phase, or even a larger enterprise, because even, you know, even if you're, say, a $300 million a year company, you still need leads. There is no business in the world that doesn't need leads. And the way that a lot of businesses get leads is what they'll do is they'll put out a bunch of ads with their logo and then just sort of wait for people to come find them, which is yeah. the stupidest way I could humanly imagine to try to get leads. That, that's the biggest myth that you can ever imagine. Honestly, I, you know, people are so gullible whether you're a small business, especially if you just started out, right? Or if you're a large business, if you think that you're just going to sit on your ass and do nothing, you think that leads are just going to automatically just show up in your inbox. Reality check, ladies and gentlemen, yeah. it ain't going to happen. Um, but let me quickly, uh, first of all, I just want to say thanks very much for inviting me here because i um, big fan of the podcast. And secondly, let me just quickly tell you the backstory of how this all came about because it's a really interesting uh uh, story, Doug. Um, yeah. So um, I was going to say uh, March 2020, which is only, uh, we're only talking like, I don't know, like less than two years ago, right? Pre-pandemic, everyone is freaking out, right? I mean, literally everyone's freaking out, everyone's panicking, whether you're in the United States, whether you're in the UK or in Australia, it doesn't really matter. The fundamentals don't change. Everyone was in panic mode. And so there's me, and I'm thinking to myself, while everyone is panicking and running around like headless chickens, Doug, guess what I'm thinking? I'm thinking opportunity, my friend. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking opportunity. So one of the things that, one of the things that um, I'm, like for me, I'm a visionary. So yeah. I like to, I like to like, I see things before they actually happen, right? It, you know, and it takes a lot of skill. It takes a lot of experience to do that. But anyway, how I saw things is what not what others were seeing. So everyone was running around the headless chickens. I came up with a vision of really empowering people, taking a taking taking our entrepreneurial community right, yeah, from a place of fear and insecurity of not knowing where they are. Right. And feeling alone because, hey, most small businesses in the United States, America or in the UK, 96 percent of them are in that industry. Right. Yeah. Most, some people don't have a mentor. Some people don't have a coach. In fact, a lot of people don't have mentors and coaches, but it's a lonely game. Right. Running your own business, even if you're a larger corporation, you can still be lonely at the top, making uh, responsible decisions all the time. The reality is, OK, the reality is, is that we all need help. OK. Uh -huh. it's actually a sign of strength leadership is a sign that that is a great leadership uh, strength to ask for help when is needed so what we did is i created this vision 
and uh, and I could see people's, you know, just through conversation, Doug. Yeah. Right. People's like desperation, right, because of the uh, in uncertainty around uh, what's happening around the world. So this is what uh, I did. I created this vision, and the event promised back then was taking a place, ta- taking people to a place of safety and security. That's all it was, right? So kind of like giving people some stability more yeah. than anything else but the event promise which is really important the event promise was was to help over 100,000 entrepreneurs to go from uh to go from survive to thrive that was that was the that was the end game that was the event promise for us well and so, so the it's I, I suppose i'm going to be uh exposing a little bit about myself here but my first thought was i was like oh man if you got all 100,000 of those people on a list you'd never ha- you, you'd never have to worry about going back to a 9 to 5 again Absolutely. But that was my vision, right? That was my vision. And so it, here's the interesting part, okay? Now, this is where it gets really interesting in terms of summits. Now, I did some research, okay? Now, I know that you guys over in North America, you've been doing, you've been doing digital summits for probably the best part of 15, 20 years. But yeah, yeah. let me well, tell you- I, I would say that, uh, that people have been doing digital summits, uh, although I think it's, so it's funny because kind of the, the evolution of the online uh, the online world, right? At, at first it was basically, it was the spam brigade. And then a lot of them got <laughs> shut down. And, and then, I, you know, and, you know, and now you kind of have like this uh, kind of this fraternity of the, uh, you know, of the, the digital, what I call the digital marketing deities, right? You know, these are the, you know, the Brenda Burchards, the, uh, you know, the Yannick Absolutely. Silvers, the Russell Brunsons, those guys. Um, right. You know, and, you know, and kind of think that they were the ones who really kind of professionalized these summits. And I, I think that the idea of a digital summit is actually, it, I think it's going to start coming more mainstream, particularly because since people aren't really able to get together like they used to in like in-person True. events, uh, you know, now I don't think digital is a replacement for getting people together in person. Um, you know, however, I also think that, right, you know, things like a you know, a 9,000 person Grant Cardone event. I, I don't really see those happening so much anymore. What I, what I think you'll probably see more of is like say a couple or a few hundred who are very highly niched. I think that if you're talking about a mass interest type of thing, that is a perfect medium for a digital summit. Is where right. if, if you have something where you're trying to attract a lot of people and it's of a more general interest, I think the time you get people together in person is when you have a very specific niche. Uh, that's just well, kind of yeah, my thought. That I mean, that's true. But here's the here's here's my uh, well, I'll, I'll t- share with you guys uh, what I discovered when it when it came yeah. to researching summits, right? Because I think this is really important. What I found is when, uh, especially with people that organized summits whether it be on a regular basis or an ad hoc basis it doesn't matter but the reality is is that it was always about the event organizer it was always about their big egos right that was what, what? it was about it was ne- um, t- <laughs> you know and that really pisses me off right that really because uh, that is not my core values my core values is about adding value right it was about serving people right that's my core value because my belief is that you Hey Doug, you're gonna buy into me if you like yeah. me and trust me. At the end of the day, you're not gonna you're you're not gonna think that I'm a bit of a douchebag if you think that the event's gonna be about you. You're just gonna be turned off straight away. It's the same for right. most people, right? So that's what I found is that it was always about other people's egos, and I was just like, you know what? That's not gonna happen. So I just thought, you know what? I already knew that we were gonna 
go into lockdown or whatever it is, depending on where you, which country yeah. you were in the world, right? I already anticipated that. And we're going to continue to do that in a, in a more hybrid style. But the reality is, is that then what I did is that I started to reach out to my network. Now, this is really important here, okay? Now, I'm a very well-connected guy, <laughs> all right? And, and, and the thing is, I started to reach out to people within my circle, so within my circle, within within my network, and soon I started to get and and, and here's it's, it's, it's interesting how you start moving up the ladder in terms of like who you end up speaking to, how you really collaborate yeah. with because we are in the age of collaboration, ladies and gentlemen. So I speak to um, I get introduced to Dr. John D. Martini, who we know is the top yeah. human behavioral specialist. I get to speak to Jack Canfield, who Chicken Soup for the Soul. Um, you know, 40, 47, I don't know, New York Times bestselling books. Um, I get to speak to Sharon Lecter, who was a good friend of mine anyway, yeah. prior to that, because she written a foreword of my book uh, and some other really big stars. So the first, so the first uh, virtual summit that we did, by the way, I have zero experience. I forgot to tell you that I had zero experience in running virtual summits, zero, nothing. And so I created this vision, right? And from execution, execution, idea idea to execution in less than seven weeks that's quick yes but that's what that's that's me i move fast like if you're so passionate about something right and you believe in something it doesn't matter if you're if you're if you're a subscription if you if it's that you offer subscriptions if you offer a product or service it doesn't matter passion and enthusiasm tops trumps for everything right yeah and all i did this is how I got so many influencers on board, right? I sold them my vision. That's uh-huh. all I did. I sold them my vision. Because if you sell the vision, Doug, right? If you sell the vision, you can get the Tony Robbins, the Gary V's, you know, and it's always great when you're introduced by somebody else uh-huh. because it just, do- it just doesn't make any sense me going to approach people without an introduction because it makes yeah. you look, it positions you as the authority at the end of the day. If yeah. you're in a position where, you know what? I want to help our entrepreneurial community are you with me yes or no right and so uh, the virtual summit our first virtual summit it was free we had over 2100 people come through that virtual summit zero ad spend by the way all organic all organic that's all we did and literally yeah. we planned it to the t we had um let's see we had f- at, at that time we had five full-time staff working on it yeah and it was completely free gave everything for free and that was, that was the big idea. And, and my big goal really was, uh, yeah, okay, so generate leads and whatever it is. But mo- what I was mostly important, what I was mostly focused on is relational capital. Yeah. I wanted to connect with the audience. I wanted to understand their pains and empathize with them and seeing if I, there was an opportunity where I could say, do you know what? I can help you with that. Would you like me to help you with it? And that's mm-hmm. where the, that's where that's where it opens up, and and then uh, and then obviously moving on. Obviously, I've got my podcast, and which you know about sure. and stuff like that. So that's how it, that's how it, that's how it came about, really. Excellent. Well, <clears throat> um, you know, to, to tell us a little more, just sort of about kind of how did you you know how did you go about putting that vision together, and then you know networking because you said you you sold your vision. Mm-hmm. How did you really go about networking? Because I think that the whole thing with the digital summit, and for people who aren't initiated to a digital summit, I mean, there's different ways it works. Usually, the way it works is there will be a series of about. 20 to 30 interviews that usually last somewhere between what about 30 and 60 minutes 
or so, and they'll usually be released over a series of about three or four days or something like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, so then essentially what you could, what you do is you consolidate experts in a specific topic area. And basically you get a whole bunch of insights, a whole bunch of content, and then you, um, you know, and then what you do is you make that available. In a lot of cases, what will happen is those things will be made available for free. The people who you'll be interviewing with will have some product or service that they will, um, you know, that, that, that the, or some kind of offer that will channel through the summit so that everybody who registers has a chance to see all the offers. And then a lot of people will do this as a way, say, to either sell their coaching services or their, or one of their development packages or whatever no, well actually that's what uh, i've inter seen uh, in interesting enough here yeah you know, so interestingly enough okay the way that why i wanted to run my summit was number one it had to be on a collaborative scale yeah it wasn't going to work if i was doing all the work and you do no work because that's just not going to happen number two i didn't want any no this was not one of those summits which ended up turning into a sales pitch i didn't want that that's not yeah. what i'm about you know because that to me is um, hey, so I just turn up and then I just being sold to like no one, everyone hates that crap. It's so yeah. kind of pre 2015, right? No yeah. one likes that anymore. Um, so that is not what I want. And again, it, it depends on you as a person, right? What is your vision? If you want to run your own virtual site, what is your vision for your own summit? So yeah. first of all, is that you've got to think about number one, you've got to think this is so important, right? Making sure that you've done your own due, due diligence and research, number one, but number two, what is the event promise? What does the event fulfill? What is the transformation? Yeah. What is the result that is going to be created for the participant? Right? That is, and that is the ultimate. If you don't get that down to a T, then people are going to be confused about what the summit's all about. Gotcha. It's very hard. It's very hard to create a vision, Doug, if you don't have an event promise as a platform, as a foundation to know what, what, what's the purpose of it. Well, you know, if you've got no purpose, there's no point. Yeah. And so, uh, to, you know, to kind of help everybody visualize, what was your event promise that you were, uh, that, that you were taking out when you did your virtual summit? Yeah, absolutely. So the, uh, as I mentioned to you, the event promise at the time was taking people from a place of insecurity and fear to yeah. a place of stability and empowerment. So it was more of an inspirational event more than anything else. Where yep. people could learn from some of the like the some of the best industry thought leaders out there completely for free without being sold to. Gotcha. Gotcha. Okay. That was now, that was that was the event promise. And and well, and, and, and I, I think the I think the, the, the pitch fest summit, you're right. That is a, that is a very 2013, 2015 uh, kind of way way of viewing things. And I think you're right. I think that the I think the tolerance for that has really uh, has really gone down. Um, yeah. Absolutely. And so, no, you're, so I think 100%. You, you really have to earn the right to be able to, to, to sell people. You can't just pitch from the stage like people used to. No, especially in the virtual world. Like this is the reason why you get some of the huge speakers that you would see on a, on a, on a live event, whether it be yeah. Gary V, Tony V, whatever it is, right? This is the reason why these guys struggled so much for the best part of 12 months because they just didn't, they just didn't have 
they couldn't adapt to the way that the way that we're connecting right now, the way that yeah. we're talking, right, is very different from face to face, right? You agree with me on that, right? Yeah. Well, well, and you know, because I think you, know, you think about someone like Tony Robbins, right? Of course, what he does is he'll get a huge event and he'll have thousands upon thousands of people there, and then you know what what he'll do is he'll just give like the most captivating tear-wrenching, uh, you know, uh, kind of confession speech you've ever heard. And then he'll do that. He'll, he'll, you know, get the hook. He'll tell his story and then you'll, he'll have the, whatever they're selling, it'll be at the back yeah. and there's an enormous table rush. That Absolutely. doesn't happen digitally. Nope. That doesn't happen nope. digitally. <laughs> Absolutely not. And, and that, so you've really got to kind of take that into consideration. But so the first thing, more than anything else, you've got to have that event promise that then encapsulates into the vision, right? And, and, and third thing, which is really important is what is the name of the summit? Like we call our, we called ours the game changer summit, right? Yeah. Because my belief is that anyone could be a game changer in their industry, right? Industry, niche, whatever you want to call it. But anyone can be one, all right? It's, it's down to choice, okay? And so that was kind of what it was about. And, and that's now turned fruitionally, it's now turned yeah. into a brand, which in the virtual summit space, especially here in Europe, um, it's turned into one of those, wow, what is this Game Challenge Summit? And now I'm competing against some of the other big branded names and they're coming to me. Yeah, no, that's uh, that. That that's excellent. That's excellent. Well, yeah. uh, you know, tell tell us a few more of your experiences. I mean, because you know, I think that um, you know, because I, I think that the digital summit. I think it's you know, th there there's a few things at least that I see as really being um, kind of really being influential in kind of what I call world next. Right. I, I refer to 2019 and earlier as the before times. Um, you know, the, the, the last two years is the whatever times. I don't even know what to call it. And then, <laughs> and then, and then we're, good, we're kind of going to be moving into world next, which is, which is where it isn't going to look like 2019 and before. It isn't going to look like 2020 oh. and 2021, uh, but it's going to look a little different. I, I think that one of the things that's going to happen is I think mainstream media is, mainstream media is already basically dead. I think that, I think that, that yeah. death will finally, will, will finally play out. I think you'll start seeing, I think podcasting is going to be essentially the new radio, uh, which is why, but by the way, if anybody out there uh, has a, you know, is either an entrepreneur uh, or has any size of business and you don't have a podcast, you really should start one uh, because you're still at the front end of that, of the podcast wave. There's a lot of Absolutely. growth. Uh, there's a lot of growth left. I think that, um, you know, and I think that the way that people reach out digitally, I think that these these thought leader summits will be a will be a really big part of that, but I you know but I think that you know it it cannot involve selling you know it you it, it has to be think it has to be valuable content that you are giving away, and yes. I think that's a little bit of a turn for a lot of people. Yeah, and and you also got to think about what what are people's needs right now. Well, that yeah. there is a need for connection, right? Everyone wants to be connected. We're all humans. We're all, uh, you know, creatures of habit. So that's the first thing. Connection is extremely important. Secondly, yeah. authenticity, extremely important to be authentic, right? But if you like, if, if you're, if you're doing like a, I don't know, a 60 minute virtual summit speech or yeah. whatever it is, and you start selling or whatever it is, right? People are not going to appreciate that because at the end of the day, there's that you're going to, you're going to, there's, Trust is the number one currency of, of today's world, right? The new world, which is the digital world, the new world, as I like to call it, it is a completely different animal, completely yeah. different animal. And people are still struggling to adapt to change. You've got to either embrace change 
or you fear change. Now, if you fear, yeah. then you cannot create the vision because it's completely polar opposites. They don't work it together. But if you create a vision, it cancels fear out. Does yeah. that make sense, Doug? It does. It does. Well, and, you know, because... I guess the, the the thing that I'm thinking about, right, you know, is that, you know, of course, I think a, a lot of the a lot of the online world right now is oriented toward, right, you know, the entrepreneur, the the bootstrapper, et cetera. And I think right. the, those people are really important, but they're pretty well served. Uh, the thing that I'm actually thinking about is, you know, say a lot of the people who are trying to lead companies that historically have had really 80s, 90s style, low tech um, you know, kind of low tech networking events where there, there'll be, you know, there'll be a giant panel of sponsors who all paid a ton of money to get in there. And so <laughs> what happens is every decision maker just gets inundated with handshakes from all the sponsors, because in order to offset the sponsorship costs, they got to sell stuff. Exactly. Um, and so I, but, and I think that paradigm, and I, I really think the B2B market, oddly enough, which is where I specialize, but I think the B2B <laughs> market is really ripe for a disruption in this area, just because the old model is so terribly bad. It is it's just bad. so awful. And, and it hasn't changed for so long. You know what? It's a great opportunity because actually I was speaking to one of my clients this morning and he, uh, his, you know, effectively we were talking about a very similar to a conversation that we're talking about. Right. And I just said to him that he, he, like he was talking about, you know, what is it that I can do to start conversations up with these companies right now? They just started up a new initiative called humans. And, um, it's all based around, you know, connection and bringing your employees together and purpose, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. And I just said, listen, I mean, look at the way that we do virtual summits. It's not even, it's not even being used in the B2B space, right? Yeah. I don't like to use B2B because for me, it's all about business to human. There's always going to be a human yeah. at the end of that, right? But the reality is, is you're absolutely bang on the money. The, they're, the startup people, they're well-served. Now, what we are actually doing right now, Doug, which is really interesting, is we are actually only focusing on existing entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs yeah. that have been in been in business for quite some time and they have plateaued, right? They have flatlined. Okay. Uh -huh. right? And there are there are probably plenty of your listeners that are probably thinking, that's me. That's yeah. me. 100 percent That's me, right? Yeah. You know, uh, listen, business growing a business, building a business, growing a business, it's not easy. No, right? it's, it's not. not easy. It, it is. If anyone tells you it's easy, they're lying. It's bullshit, right? I'm telling you now. <laughs> um, but in, in, in hindsight, you know, um, yes. I mean, listen, you mentioned around the whole kind of summit need 20 to 30 speakers. Yeah. Actually, the word is not necessarily. Because okay. actually, because the, the thing is, you could make a, a summit as big and as small as you want. It's entirely up to you. And you can make, I had a friend of mine and I was a speaker on her summit and she was from uh, Malaysia. Mm -hmm. Now, this is crazy. And I've never, ever seen this before, right? This is, get, catch this, Doug, right? How many speakers she had? I, 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 you're you're going to be so surprised. How many speakers do you think she had on her summit? Okay. Um, it's either going to be shockingly low or shockingly high. I'm going to go for the over and I'm going to say 75. Okay, 200. Oh my goodness. <laughs> 200 speakers, right? And now now this was over now she did this over th uh, 30 days. That's what she did. So 200 speakers over 30 days. Some of it was pre-recorded, some of it was live. It yeah. was a mixture and stuff like that. But the immense amount of work this lady had put in, it was I mean, like we run virtual summits with about 20 25 30 speakers. Yeah. And honestly, that's exhausting, but you've really got to 
I mean, he really got a, and, but to manage 200 speakers, I, I don't know how she did it, but to me, that was way too much. Yeah. Um, you've, you've really got to get a good number of uh, speakers. And, you know, they're, they're like, for example, again, it depends on how you want summits to work. You could have a summit, which is kind of TED Talk style, right? So you could have like a TED Talk style yeah. thing, or you could have a summit, which is, you know, where a lot of people like, uh, like for example, in our summit that's coming up, we've uh, most of our speakers have mainly got sixty minutes, right? Mm-hmm. Either in interview or mastermind, masterclass type type of style. You know, I like to kind of mix it up a little bit. Yeah. And then you've got some some frequent breaks in between, so people get some respite, um, because otherwise you become very overwhelmed and you become what I call a sponge. Right. You, yeah. you don't want to turn up as an attendee as a sponge because, you know, you're going to have like your big, uh, you, you know, you've got your big uh, pad writing down all your notes. Right. And then at, at the end of the summit, you've got this full mo- notebook. And guess what happens as what 98 percent of people do? They take that notebook and they put it on the shelf and it gathers dust. Yeah. Right. That's that's pointless. But you, for me, what's I think what's really, really important is, is to understand is that with any virtual summit, you have to learn to appreciate you've got the front end, right? The front end is what, you know, what the participant sees, whether it be the yeah. landing page, it will be the journey that they go through, right? Yeah. What they don't see, which is the biggest part of any summit, which is the systemization part of stuff. Now people f- get freaked out by that. You know, when they think of systems, they think, oh, I'm, well, I'm not intelligent enough. I'm not smart enough. I, d- I don't know how to use this. And they start to break down, right? I can tell you now, right? You know, Google, okay, is your friend. YouTube is your friend. That's the best. YouTube is probably, you. if you want to learn knowledge, go to YouTube, right? You'll find a five-minute video on anything that you'll find, right? But well, there is and, just... Uh, oh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm going to interrupt you. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, there was, sure. a, uh, there was actually, there was a... Um, <laughs> Uh, there was something that there's a video I saw the other day uh, that I thought was really good, which is said, you know, uh-huh. which said the the question you should be asking isn't necessarily how, but who. In other words, if it's if you're talking about something that isn't what you already know how to do, instead of saying how do I do it, figure out who can I get to do it. Uh, you know, exactly. particularly, you know, if you're looking to, you know, if you're looking to elevate the value of your time, then, you know, to a, uh, you know, to a high amount, then that means that what you, you will eventually need to be outsourcing everything that is every task that is a lower value than whatever your time is worth. So 100%. for example, if, yeah, if your time is going to be worth $500 an hour, that means yeah. that if you really believe it, that anything that is worth less than $500 an hour, yeah. then you need to be getting somebody else to do that. Absolutely. You know, now, of course, that's, you know, that that could be a little tough to execute when you're, you know, when you're in that phase between, hey, I want my time to be $500 an hour and I can bill out as much time at $500 an hour as I want. But that's the mindset that you have to take into it. Yeah. I mean, mean, listen, um, it's interesting because I know that what some people are thinking, they're thinking, number one, I'm not smart enough and I can't do it and blah, 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 and all the other excuses that go with it, right? When I did my first virtual summit back in uh, March 2020, um, for, I, I was down to my last, what, $2,000 in my bank account, right? Yeah. Was, I, was I concerned about chasing money? No. I knew that I wanted to create impact because I knew that money would come after I delivered the impact, that's what you've got to, you guys have got to get like in tune that, well, if I am on board with my purpose, right, 
we had six full-time staff people. I've got to pay their wages and their salaries yeah. before I pay myself at the end of the day, okay? Wait, 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 know, wait a minute. Wait, wait a second. You're, you're telling me that they still want to be paid even whether you're making money or not? 100%. 100%. I'll make it work. Because, because the belief is, is that if I, if I walk around right in my business, okay, with this scarcity mindset of money, then guess what? They're going to feel yeah. that. And then they're, they're not going to be distracted. They're not going to be focused on, on delivering the wow factor to my participants. They're going to be insecure about if they're going to get paid at the end of the month. Yeah. Gotcha. You see what I'm saying? So, Absolutely. you know, it's, again, it's a, it's a mindset more than anything else. Um, you know, and, and I think that's really, really important, but anyway, like I was going to say, you've got the back end, you know, and there's so many, and, and as you, you know, as you do the first one, I endorse you to do it. If, you, if, if summits is something of interest to you, of course, you know, feel free to reach out to me if I have any tips or whatever, but this should yeah. give you enough anyway. But what I was going to say to you as well is when you do create that first summit, do go ahead because you're going to make mistakes. I make a ton of mistakes. They must yeah. have cost me thousands of bucks as well. I'm not kidding you. But, at the, but you know, I think uh, our first virtual summit, so you've got to make sure that if you're doing like, for example, a free event, like mm -hmm. we did. Okay. So we did a free event, but we, we did, we did also monetize that summit and we did this through, uh, by selling, uh, tickets, for example, to the, uh, to like a bundle of, uh, yeah. videos, transcripts and audios, which our team had to put together yeah. as well. So there were some gold and silver tickets. I think we made about, uh, about 10 grand, uh -huh. you know, which was, which is pretty good. We, you know, I was pretty happy with that. You know, that covered our expenses, which is great because, even though we had zero ad spend, which was great, zero ad spend, it covered our expenses that we had. But guess what? I got 2,100 leads and they didn't cost me a dime. Yeah. Well, and, and the thing is, yeah, you know, and for example, you know, let's, you know, let's say the lifetime value of those leads, is, you know, averages, I don't know what, about five, $600. You know, I, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to be, but let's, you know, so in that case, okay, what? 2,000 times $500. That's quite a bit of money right you know and well, you in, think in about it, it depends on your business model value. yeah absolutely it depends on your business model and you know at the end of the day if you are for example in the consultancy coaching space as somebody yeah. may be you know if you were if you're uh, i don't know your average spend of your client is say 15 grand then all yeah. you, you know even if you got one of those would you have said it had been worth it yeah hell yeah yes. you know what i mean i mean yeah. you've got an extra 15 grand in your pocket because you've had to put in some damn hard work, but guess what? Everyone should be doing it, right? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, uh, I was going to say this is uh, we, we we can keep going on this, and if we want to, that's okay. We'll just turn it into a part two. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, give people your one last nugget of wisdom, and then let them know where they can get a hold of you at. Absolutely, one last piece of wisdom. That's right. I, oh, I, I, I always try to, to ring out one last, one last piece of actionable advice. Sure. Well, if I, uh, well, if, if it's around virtual summits and, uh, and you, and you, you love my energy and you love my enthusiasm about, um, virtual summits, just go do it. Don't give yourself excuses, not just do it. I know that you've probably heard this a million times on this yeah. podcast, but you know what action it action, action cures fear. That's what yeah. I would say. Action cures fear. Because if you're, Having the and especially when if you're like coming off the back of holiday season, whatever it is, mm -hmm. it's very slow to get things moving or whatever it is. Hey, this is just a great platform to just propel yourself, get yourself out the comfort zone, and just do it. Yeah. So, uh, 
So that 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 would be mine. I kind of suppose last golden nugget. Uh, how you can get hold of me? Well, feel free to connect with me. Uh, obviously, on LinkedIn is my main social media. That's where I kind of hang out. Yeah. Um, we've also got uh, my podcast, The Game Changers Experience. You'll feel free to take a listen in. Um, you know, uh, not not taking a, not taking any value away from this particular show, of course, because this is a, this is the awesome. This is an awesome show too. Thank you for the plug. Although, uh, although, see, the, the beautiful thing about podcasts is because I think one of the things that I read is that the average person with who average podcast listener follows about five to six podcasts. Um, and so, 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 what that means, what that means to me is that hey, you know, it's not a you versus me. You know, hundred percent. Yeah, these shows are only about 20 25 minutes long they're you know, right. they're very easy to listen to when you're on the treadmill or commuting <laughs> for real for real no and i and i absolutely agree and then the other thing i was just i'd, I'd mentioned it is uh we also have our next uh, virtual summit coming up which is called the game changers summit 2022 um if you're interested in learning more about that it's a free event like i said uh you can drop me a dm or whatever it is or if you want to drop down the links on here we're happy to do that and add okay. some more value to you guys Appreciate it. All right. Outstanding. Well, Adam, I really appreciate your time today. Appreciate it. Thanks very much for letting me be on the show. Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Share it with your friends by sending them to TerminalValuePodcast.com. For more information, please visit BusinessOfLifeLLC.com for full access to Doug's products and services. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Life, LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.